Hello everyone, welcome to This Is Fine, a podcast where I, your host, Ivor, unpack life stories, ideas or lessons I've learned in an effort to foster inner peace because inner peace is the foundation of mental health. Now, before we get started, I wanted to say that uh, thank you everyone for listening. I really, really, really appreciate it and for the feedback I get. Um, if you like the show, please consider rating it on iTunes. Give it a five-star review because just because you love me or you know me or you don't. and uh, Or share it with a friend. Uh, that means a lot to me. So just want to say thanks in advance. So did I just say advance? I should have said thanks in advance. <laughs> okay, so I just had like a conversation with a friend of mine. And he was like... I was talking about how I want to find someone that's like on the show more regularly, like because since DJ left, um, I've been looking for someone that was willing to commit to doing a weekly, you know, episode. That's been something very hard to find because, you know, people have different lives. But I have enjoyed having different people on. But basically, my friend said that we discussed like when I do this alone, I'm very like deep, not everyone always wants to hear about these kinds of things that, you know, I discuss in relation to, you know, the very broad scope of mental health. And so basically, I need to, you know, put on the lube first before diving deep. But it made me think (laughs) of like, kind of like my topic today, which is like, the present moment. And, And like my struggle with it over the past years and stuff. So As some people know, and maybe not all of you, I work at an elementary school. And, you know, you're faced with the various degrees of personalities and and interactions and things that happen when it comes to children. And um, it always makes me think of back to when I was a child. And in some ways, I still feel like a child. But the point is, like, have you ever... And I'm sure you have. But do you remember ever like shitting yourself? You know? (laughs) So I, as is normal or has become a trend in the boys' bathroom of my elementary school in the um, third floor boys' bathroom in the school is, um, uh, you know, a couple of times I've walked in and the minute I walk in, I said, nope. I turned myself around and went to another bathroom because there would just be a steaming mound of something just in the middle of the floor. (laughs) And, um, you know, the, the reasons why these things happen, A, children. So there's that. But the past week, I was like rushing to get ready for my next class and I really needed to pee. So I ran to the bathroom or you know walked very at a I walked at a, at a gay pace you know at a Britney Spears pace to um the bathroom and as I enter I just like walk past this kid who was like busy washing his hands or so I thought he was washing his hands anyway so I do my business and then I wash my hands and I realize this kid is like acting a bit nervous but I'm there washing my hands counting my 20 seconds um my COVID 20 seconds and I realize that Uh, like out of the corner of my eye and like through the mirror I see that he's like scooping feces out of his pants and like trying to like push it down the basin 
and you know it it was it was so, it was so fast that i noticed that he also had gotten some of his excrement on the back of his shirt and he was like you know trying to wash that off as well and he kept like looking at me to see if i noticed but i was seeing this through like my peripheral vision and i didn't want to pay like any attention to him in the fears of of causing him like embarrassment and <laughs> um i just and i didn't know what to do but i washed my hands and i and it was time for my class and i i left i decided to leave this child to do whatever he needs to do by himself because no matter what i could do he'd have to go back to his classroom his homeroom and things would have to be dealt from there um and i didn't know what homeroom he was at and i i i tried to speak to him a little bit i was like are you okay but he was so flustered and confused he just like answered in korean um so that's why i left i was like you know what i don't want to add to this child's embarrassment i really really hope that you know that he's saved from as much embarrassment as possible you know it's it's <laughs> it's both like really embarrassing and like saddening for me like for this kid but it's things that happen to us like it's happened to me where i think i was in kindergarten yeah kindergarten been to namibia a very semi arid like dry loki desert country well no the central country semi arid and I wish I could have more detail about like where the kindergarten was but it was in it's so strong in my memory that I do know that it was close to my I think great grandmother's house yeah it was close to my great grandmother's house on my dad's side um and as you'd get to the kindergarten you'd go up this hill and there would be like this three-way stop you'd turn left and then right and the kindergarten would be like would be sort of like I want to say sunken in it felt like it was like you know one of those living rooms that's like sunken like everything is like level except the living room is like a sunken living room and so it felt like the kindergarten was like that anyway I remember I was in yellow class and there were grapes in my lunchbox and I was too hungry before lunch and as a kid would I secretly um started eating my grapes and the grapes did not agree with my stomach um and i remember there was this girl next to me she had on a pink dress and she was like you shouldn't eat anything and she wanted to tell the teacher and i like stopped her from telling the teacher and then a while later i you know i needed to go to the bathroom and i had asked the teacher and she said no you know you know a couple of seconds later i defecated <laughs> but this was literally right before lunch started and then as the kids were moving out i also like you know um left and immediately found a spot on the playground to hide and stayed there until like i just stayed there and i still remember like it was this um concrete like kind of like stool type thing that was like in or next to a, a sandbox and I was under there I remember the daddy long legs the spiders um 
I wasn't afraid of spiders then, but I am like really afraid of spiders now. I guess the embarrassment was stronger than my fear of spiders, I would assume. Anyway, I just realized that now. I was just there that whole time until my mom had to come and fetch me. <laughs> Wait, how was I found? I think one of the cleaners had found me and they eventually like got me to, to get out of that. And then I walked across the road to the gas station. I don't know what that gas station is called, but I walked the road across, you know, I walked across the road to the gas station. My brother was at elementary school, which was like close by. And my mother would pick us up at the gas station in her, I think it was a cream colored Toyota Corolla. Right. Oh my God. Memories. Okay. So I remember like her opening the window and getting angry at me and looking. And I remember seeing her face through like the rear view mirror and my brother Loki laughing at me. <laughs> um, I don't think my sister was in the car. And then getting home and my mom taking me to the bathroom. I still remember that bathroom. Yeah, just the embarrassment of that moment kind of makes me think of like what I want to talk about today. Uh, um, Self-awareness can be shitty, no pun intended. This week I have like, and for a long time, but especially this week, um... The idea of like living in the present moment has been occupying a lot of mental space. Like, you know, I found myself noticing with more frequency that my mind has been doing a lot of like time travel all over the place. Random things would trigger memories. And I don't know if it's because I've been so like candid about my past and about events and about things. Or is it because I am more like engaging in the process of watching my thoughts that I am accessing memories and stuff? Or is it something else that comes out when I am speaking in front of this microphone? Because I do feel very like I am all me when I'm talking, but I'm also aware that there's also something else that happens. I wish I could like pinpoint it. That would be wonderful. Um, And I want to start off by, by talking about like different meditation techniques and how I use one in particularly like particular that works for me is like imagining I'm on a boat drifting down a river looking up at the clouds float by now these clouds are the representations of my thoughts and so whenever there's a thought that like comes by I just watch it drift by I try not to engage and you know like the meditation like in the evening, always starts off as like a rush, you know, of all these thoughts about the day. But as I watch them float by, they do become less and less. So I'd like you to jump on this boat ride ride with me. I'm not going to like do a guided meditation. Um, All I'm saying is that jump on the boat with me. There's thoughts. You know, I have no idea what's going to come out of this. I just want to retain the habit of this podcast because I feel like it is in tandem with my habit of writing. Something that I find deeply fascinating is the way our body responds to the to the goings-on of the mind. You know, I've always understood that when you're engaged in any memory, that yes, it's fickle and, and accuracy is very questionable. But what strikes me is how the body reacts. You can be here right now. 
you know, on the today of things, but maybe an embarrassing moment pops up from your childhood while you're soaping up your balls in the shower. I don't know. Um, oh, wait. That's a weird connection to make. Anyway. <laughs> um, but your body reacts as if it's happening right now. Thinking about this is making me realize that there is, or making me, helping me figure out the a, more of a line between the mind and the brain, like how your body reacts in the present moment. I think this comes from me being a constant student of Buddhist philosophy and now more recently Hinduism. So we'll start with Buddhism and like the idea or the takeaway of the many Buddhist sutras for me is that when you accept the present moment, there is where peace lies. Now, you can make decisions from that space. You can take action from that space of accepting the present moment, you know, and then move on to the next step. And when you're in the next step, accept that present moment and then make decisions from that space. I have found that there is a lot of great value in those moments, but they are strongest only when I meditate. I must admit that, you know, I've not been practicing living in the present moment as of late, but I digress. Let's keep rowing, keep seeing where this boat is taking us down the river. Right, so, Buddhist philosophy, and my takeaway is that living in the present moment is key to inner peace. It has also taught me, like, a different perspective on karma. So, you know, I like to say karma, like pronounce it like a more Hindu way of pronouncing it compared to like the Western whitewashed way of saying karma, you know, the American way. My first understanding of what karma is, is in line with what I had seen on Westernized TV. So Westernized white ideas um, is that it's okay Karma will get them. You know, when people say that kind of stuff, when something bad happens to them or um, when they want to find find some solace or justification um, for, not be, for, for the bad guy getting away with whatever bad deed in their life, you know, um, they, they say, okay, karma will get them and just leave it up to that, leave it up to fate, I guess. But with Buddhism, I have come to understand that karma is like a kind of like a law of physics, namely Newton's third law. Every action has an equal reaction. Karma is that on steroids. So every thought you think that's put into action, the intention, the truth, the intention of that thought and action is not only what comes back to you, but rather, it's already in motion. It's already happening. As you take action that affects the life of someone, know that you are doing that thing onto yourself too. Now, here's the interesting thing for me. The idea of karma is like an emancipating connection between Buddhism and Hinduism. Now, I don't know enough about Hinduism yet. I'm still a student of Hinduism. But I recently learned more about karma and its origins from Sadhguru, which is an Indian sage that I have listened to and known about for a while now. But his mind is so fucking agile, like, I begin to see how my thoughts 
hold me hostage. And I guess this is loosely based on what I wanted to talk about today. Like karma is represented in you. You are karma. Karma is the memory in your cells. You don't know your ancestors, but your cells remember your great-great-grandmother because her eyes light up your world right now. You may not remember your great-great-grandfather, but his nose sits on your face. So karma is the accumulation of life and how it is being represented in your being, in your cells. Now, what you add to this life through your thoughts, your action, uh, inaction, truth, mendacity, beauty, menace, kindness, everything is coded or is written into your genetic code, into the very physics of you. That's the beginnings of my understanding of karma. And now how the line between the brain and the mind is made more noticeable, but actually the more I think about it now, it just feels like I'm talking myself into a more blurry state. You know what I mean? Like the line between the mind and brain just becomes more blurred. Um, You know, I've been in this 10-year attempt to live in the present moment. Now, the thing is, though, that learning that your body is a result of the past, so when thoughts come up, your body doesn't know what time is. So, like, that's something that I've always understood. Like, when you're in bed and for some reason some memory of the past, like, uh, uh, you know, transports you, you literally time travel back into that memory. So, you know, you still feel that embarrassing moment of a day in sixth grade when a classmate tripped you. You feel the ache in your shin, the weight of your book bag, and the pain of every laugh directed at you. The embarrassment, the shame, <laughs> the hurt I feel whenever that like memory pops up, you know. It, it makes no sense to feel it in that moment. It can be happening when I'm brushing my teeth or making tea. Those five minutes have lasted more than two decades. And I do know or I do think that a lot of people have the same kind of memories where something that happened so long ago is so embarrassing and yet you still feel like it's happening right now in that moment. And I've come to the conclusion that when that happened, and like I said, I don't like to say things like happened to me because I feel like a victim and I hate doing that. Ugh. When that moment happened, when I had that experience, I figure as I understand the brain more and the mind that in that moment, my brain and mind were so much connected, like so much in the present moment, working in tandem with the flow of life that the details of that event were so powerfully like written, recorded in my memory. The moments where you are in full attention, in hyper-awareness of the present moment, those are what makes powerful memories. And memories are records of your past. Your body is a representation of, you know, the memories of the past. And see, here's where I start to rethink my beliefs. And I don't know who said this, but I somehow heard or read um, that the moment you say, I think or I believe, you already enclose your thinking. You already 
in a tunnel vision kind of thought. Um, you've already made up your mind about something. So I have subscribed to a belief system or the idea that a belief is just a repetitive thought. And for years, I've believed the past as a weighty negative thing that serves to separate us from the present moment. And never realizing or deeply understanding that it's all the same thing. You know, I am an accumulation of the past and those memories are stored in my cells, my brain, my mind, tangible and intangible. They're all just expressed in the present moment. So I guess what I'm faced with with regards to present moment, past and memories is the rethinking of something. Rethinking is something I think that should be that would be helpful in the space of like mental health when you talk about mental health is rethinking your positions rethinking your beliefs rethinking the thoughts you identify with because the thoughts that we identify with can give us clarity surety you know something concrete to stand on as you navigate life but it also puts us in a cage um i think it was the psychologist adam grant it's a pretty young guy i think he's about 40 right now yeah he's about 40 years old and um sometime this week i listen to a podcast i really don't know which one because i have like 10 that i listen to um anyway his name is adam grant and he gave me a really a really good mind fuck this week and let me tell you i let him penetrate my mind several times over um his book um it's called think again the power of knowing what you don't know is definitely next on my list to devour. So what I'll say next is like sort of a loose quote of his idea that he explores in that book. It's like I read the summary and I have also listened to different interviews, you know, of him. So what I'll say next represents what he says very loosely. So don't like quote me on this. But he basically says that, yes, you are entitled to your own opinion if you keep your opinion to yourself. Now, if you decide to share it, then you have the responsibility to be open to changing your mind when you are faced with better logic or stronger data. If you're willing to voice an opinion, you should also be willing to change that opinion. That is quite a powerful statement for me, like as someone that is very headstrong in, in, in the way that I see the world. He has made me rethink that the the realizations I have come to with like Buddhism, karma, Hinduism, self-reflection, metacognition, that's the same thing, self-awareness, living in the present moment, you know, this whole river of a mindfuck is wide and it leaves me with one question. And I'd like you to consider this question seriously. When would you change your mind about your most powerful belief? Something that you know in the depth of your being to be more true than anything, your most guiding principle. When would you change your mind about your strongest belief? If you can't answer that question, then I think you're circling in the swamps of cultism and extremism and ignorance honestly because i know that 
despite being so like headstrong like this podcast is literally m- me <laughs> not subscribing to one belief system i like to think of you know things like religion like very like a belief system right so like christianity for instance is the most popular religion what like 2.3 or 2.4 billion people you know are christians you know just because 2.4 people believe in a stupid thing doesn't make that thing any less stupid you know because christianity was brutally forced onto many nations in the world to the degree that if a person who was not a christian in their own land a person who had their own belief systems their own traditions if they were not a christian in their native land they automatically became a slave in the colonies and you know i talk about slavery and that kind of stuff and racism a lot because it has affected my life in 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 namibia because like not many people know i'm mixed you know i present as extremely light skinned um have western features and and for black people who seen my mother who've seen me who've seen my family there's obviously also the other half of my gene code which is black and there's also like it's not ironic but it's kind of cool and interesting how i have german blood in me like because i'm from namibia which was a german colony the german blood that runs through my veins would have propelled me closer to the upper echelons of the global social order had adolf hitler not lost the war all of this makes me consider like the idea my constant effort of living in the present moment though i'm not always successful i'm beginning to rethink my my convictions rethink my beliefs rethink my mental uh, systems for gaining mental clarity you know and i thought i understood the phrase like living in the present moment because i've been attempting this practice daily since like I don't know 2011 I think when I first discovered Eckhart Tolle so you know I thought I was very well versed in it like I was very well versed in living in the present moment and it's also a phrase that presents itself a lot in the mental health space especially these days as the words mental health has has seen a resurgence in these times when you know the problems we face seem to be acutely different but they're not really um they're just wearing different clothes really but you know maybe it's just me but things feel honestly feel distinctly different like the way my breath feels when i experience joy is different the the way my grief steals my heartbeat and stifles my breath just feels different um the gait in the walk of of the world feels to have changed i i notice the way people interact in extremes of love and hate i notice the anger in myself and and the the global fight against i would say intolerance i am more like aware of moments of anger or moments of joy or i don't know maybe it's just the present moment coming to a more I don't know more regular occurrence for me or me being aware of the present moment becoming more no because when you're aware of the present moment then you're not in the present moment the present moment you're only in the present moment when you are in that flow state but the moment you become aware of it you've lost of it you've lost it <laughs> that's the irony of the present moment isn't it
I think that my takeaway is that question that we could answer for ourselves. When would you change your mind about your most strongest belief? If you cannot answer that question, that's, that's, that's the point at which to start. And I think the, the good thing for me to do would be to answer that question is that I think I'd like to think that I would change my mind about my thoughts or judgments about people because, you know, we're not supposed to judge, but everyone fucking judges people. I have an issue with grudges. I hold grudges because I subscribe to a limiting belief system and that limiting belief system is saying that when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. Um, and I don't necessarily then have to, I think I've used that as an excuse to hold a grudge, but I don't have to hold the grudge to subscribe to that understanding, that belief system, because, you know, I don't ha have to hold a grudge to not be around someone. I can just not be around them. Hmm. Okay, I feel very attacked by my own thinking here. <sighs> yeah, that was weird. Okay, so I do hope that through, you know, your journey or whilst on this journey of my um, river of randomness that you have learned something uh, this week, what I have done specifically for my mental health is noticing the exact moment when I'm tired now and then saying out loud, I am tired, I'm going to bed. I've had some difficulty sleeping the past couple of months, like having good quality sleep. And that little trick has helped me a lot by simply voicing it out loud. I think when, I think I'm going to experiment like voicing things more to see if I follow through with them with them a lot more. Yeah. That's a good idea. Okay, so that's an experiment that you could try if you want something to help with your um your mind, your mental health, your journey is vocalize what you want and then take action immediately after that. Yeah. I would like even if that comes from myself, I think that's good advice. Hmm. Thank you so much for listening to this is fine. Uh drink your water take care of yourself penetrate someone or be penetrated i know i said that last week but it is funny i like to say the word penetration i don't know it's it's an interesting word to say because of the immediate thing that people think about so yeah have a wonderful week and i hope you find an assemblance of inner peace which is like the cornerstone of mental health so thank you very much for listening i really 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 appreciate it and would appreciate your um, rating of my podcast on wherever you listen to your podcast. Just give me a five-star review. I would just love it. Thank you, darling. And uh, share this episode with a friend who you think could connect to any of what I've said. And I, like I said, I hope you have a wonderful week. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>